to the Bible, to the Bible. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Chew the Bible. It's your good friend, Aaron. We're in Mark chapter 13 in the New Living Translation. We are so close, ladies and gentlemen. We are so close, so close to being down with the book of Mark. It's bittersweet, but we must continue. Here we go. Jesus speaks about the future. As Jesus was leaving the temple that day, one of his disciples said, Teacher, look at these magnificent buildings. Look at the impressive stones in the walls. Jesus replied, Yes, look at these great buildings, but they will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives across from the valley across the valley from the temple. Peter, James, and John, and Andrew came to him privately and asked, oh, this time it's PJJ and Andrew, came to him privately and asked him, tell us when will all this happen? What sign will show us that these things are about to be fulfilled? Jesus replied, don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many. Go look up the story about David Koresh in Waco, Texas. Verse 7. And you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in many parts of the world as well as famines, but this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. When these things begin to happen, watch out. You will be handed over to the local councils and beaten in the synagogues. You will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell them about me. Or, uh, please. I can, please, I, I got beat enough as a kid. <laughs> please don't tell me I endure any, any more beatings. My dad wasn't, don't get me wrong, my dad wasn't abusive, but I did get spanked, and that was enough. Never one had to experience, I can only imagine what they experienced getting beat. Iron for the, and our ancestors got beat too, yeah. Come on, yeah, Lord, we can, can we get a break as Christians? Or can I get, get raptured up before all that happens? I'm good. <clears throat> For the good news must first be preached to all nations. But when you are arrested and stand in trial, don't worry in advance about what to say. Just say what God tells you at that time. For it is not you who will be speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Now, see, this is where if I was one of the disciples, I would have just been like, "All right, God, it was nice knowing you. Nice, you. it was nice knowing you, Jesus. The miracles are cool." You know, it's you know, cool feeding the five thousand, the four thousand, seeing you heal all these folks, but uh, and walking, seeing Peter walking on water, that was dope. But these beatings you talking about, is there any way we can get around this? Like, otherwise, I got to go, man. Like, <laughs> for real. <sighs> and they they stuck by his side though. Yeah, even Judas, Judas stuck by his side too. Just in, in the air for then, for then, but he already had a plan. He would betray him eventually. I wonder when it actually entered Judas's mind that he was actually going to betray Jesus. 
Anyway, verse 12, a brother will betray his brother to death. A father will betray his own child and children will rebel against their parents and cause them to be killed. You've already seen that. I remember when I was in college, I wrote a whole paper about the Menendez brothers. Verse 13, and everyone will hate you because you are my followers, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. The one who endures to the end will be saved. The day is coming when you will see the sacrilegious object that causes desecration standing where he should not be. Hmm. Reader, pay attention. Then those in Judea must flee to the hills. A person out on the deck of a roof must not go down into the house to pack. A person out in the field must not return even to get a coat. A person on the field must not return even to get a coat. How terrible it will be for pregnant women and for nursing mothers in those days. And pray that your flight will not be in winter. For there will be greater anguish in those days than at any time since God created the world. Any woman who has a baby during these times that we're living in right now they are pretty brave they're totally living on faith because this stuff could all happen while they're in the middle of uh, labor or you know while they're pregnant all right for there will be greater anguish in those days than at any time since god created the world and it will never be so great again like we are getting closer and closer to this day happening Alright, in fact, unless the Lord shortens that time of calamity, not a single person will survive. But for the sake of his chosen ones, he has shortened those days. Then if anyone tells you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, don't believe it. Don't let those Jesus sandals fool you. For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. Watch out for the ones with socks and sandals. Those are the the fakes, the frauds. I'm sure Jesus didn't wear socks with his sandals. Watch out. I have warned you about this ahead of time. At that time, after the anguish of those days, this is serious stuff, but I don't know to get through it. I kind of got to make little jokes and laugh about it. At that time, after the anguish of those days, the sun will be dark and the moon will go will give no light. The stars will fall from the sky and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds with great power and glory. And he will send out his angels to gather his chosen ones from all over the world, from the farthest ends of the earth and heaven. Now learn a lesson from the fig tree. Ooh, we're going to talk about the fig tree again. When its branches bud and its leaves begin to sprout, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things taking place, you can know that his return is very near, right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will not pass from the scene before all these things take place. Hmm. Who is this generation he's talking about? Or this age or this nation? Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. Verse 32. However, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen. Not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Even Jesus doesn't know when these things will happen. Only the Father knows. Isn't that interesting? 
that just shows the distinction between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That there's some even things that even Jesus and the Holy Spirit don't know. That's very interesting. That scripture is quoted a lot. No one knows the day or the hour, especially during these times when everybody got a TikTok about the end times. There's so many TikTok. I've started up. When I scroll through my little TikToks, like, it's all I see. End times, end times prophecies, people having dreams and visions and all that stuff. And get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. It's good. But it's like, man, yes, no, I love the ones that always say, yeah, but no one knows the day or the hour. Yes. So just be urgent, be ready, but like, we still got some life to live. Like, enjoy life. I think that's what's missing, like, from our generation. Christians in our generation, some of us are, like, so intense with it and so, like, serious. It's like, I think God still wants you to enjoy life, you know? Still enjoy life. Smile. Don't always look so angry and intense all the time. Like, smile. Like, this Christian life is actually fun. And God is a good father. He's a loving father. He's a kind father. And he's also pretty funny, too. Like, you get to know him pretty well. He, there's some things about him, like, he has a sense of humor. And for the most part, the jokes aren't all. He doesn't always make you the butt of the joke. <laughs> when he starts making you the butt of the joke, that's when you need to be concerned. Anyway, verse 33. And since you don't know when that time will come, be on guard. Stay alert. The coming of the Son of Man can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. When he left home, he gave each of his slaves instructions about the work they were to do, and he told the gatekeeper to watch for his return. You too must keep watch, for you don't know when the master of the household will return, in the evening, at midnight, before dawn, or at daybreak. Hmm. Don't let him find you sleeping when he arrives without warning. I say to you, what I say to ev- I say to you, what I say to everyone, watch for him. Now, what does he mean by don't let him find you sleeping? I need to read some commentaries on that later because I would like to know what he means by that sleeping. I mean, we got to sleep. There's probably some people out there right now that are like insomniacs, haven't slept in days because they're so worried about this particular scripture got them all messed up like the bible said don't let him find me sleeping when he arrives without warning what does he mean by that <clears throat> i seriously don't know. so all right brb romans 3:23 says for all have sinned or missed the mark, or veered off the path, and fallen short of the glory of God, or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death, or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us, or showed his love toward us, in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. 
Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, or you've walked away from him, and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen.